0: This is the Milo Beasley show. This is the Milo Beasley show. There's only one thing you need to know. This is the Milo Beasley show. And now here's your host, Milo Beasley. And welcome to the Milo Beasley Show. Do-do-do-do-do. This is our what our second episode of, of 2022. I'm excited. Uh, it's uh, it's going to be a good one today. I'm excited to hear this story, and I hope all of you are as well. So please help me welcome at this time. She is the author of rock a Bye Bye Baby." Please help me welcome Sue Hurst. How are you this evening?
1: I'm well, Milo. How are you?
0: I am. I am really good, really good. Um, I'm I'm super excited to talk to you. I uh, can't wait to hear about the story. Of course, we'll leave some of the the end parts out. So that way they have a reason to, to go buy the book, but uh, to start things out. Yes. The book is called rock a bye bye baby. It's the story of your 50 year search to find your birth mother. Now. I mean, this is, it's, it's, you only hear about these things in, you know, through movies and and things like that. You don't expect to them to happen to you or to somebody, you know, so um, we'll, we'll just we'll start all the way back. Um, okay. So at, at so, when did you first find out that you were adopted? Were your adoptive parents uh, forward with you, or is this something you found by accident?
1: It's something actually I found out by accident. I was talking to my sister. We kind of got in an argument. I was nine. She was about fifteen. And she got mad at me and she said, oh, by the way, you're adopted and your mom didn't want you. Well, first of all, at nine years old, I couldn't really wrap my head around what she was saying to me. And my mom was in the other room. So I went to my mom and I said, mom, what is she talking about? Well, of course, my mom went a little little crazy with my sister and yelled at her, got her out of the other room. And then my mom grabbed me up and took me outside and said, you know, there's women who can have babies, but can't keep them, they can't take care of them. And there's women who can't have babies who need their help. So we found a lovely young lady who gave birth to you, but she couldn't keep you. So we adopted you, we brought you home, but you're our daughter and I'm your mom. So that kind of eased the tension a little bit. And then when my dad came home, he could see that I was still really upset and didn't understand. And so to lighten the, mute, the mood, as my dad always did, he said, you know, we looked at a lot of babies when we went to find you, but they were all ugly and we came across <laughs> you and you were the cutest baby in the bunch. So we chose, we chose you. So you're our daughter. And of uh, course it lightened, it lightened it up a little bit. Yeah.
0: that's, so that, that's,
1: that's how, That's how I found out.
0: Well, I mean that's a, a rough way to find out, but it sounds like your parents were still super supportive of you, still absolutely loved you, and, and wanted you to be as comfortable as possible.
1: Absolutely, I had I had the best parents, Milo. I was very blessed, except for my mean older sister. We <laughs> uh, never got along, but anyway, and then I found out later that she was also adopted. So I thought to myself, well, why are you being so mean to me? And then, and then I thought, well, at least we're not related. So that's okay. <laughs> me, we're not related. So anyway, but again, I had wonderful parents and, but I, you know, you always have that natural curiosity. Right. Why did my mom have to give me up? What were the circumstances? So when I turned 18, I went to the LA Superior Courthouse and was told i could not get the records unsealed only my birth mother could do that and she was only 15 when she got pregnant she was 16 when she had me right.
0: but the records
1: were sealed so i was that was in 1965 so i was like well my god i'm never i'm never going to find her and so for right. years i joined the alma society i did some other research but back in the 60s and 70s we didn't have DNA. We didn't have right. a different website. So not until 2015, actually, did I go to a genealogy seminar where one of our local newscasters, Chris Schauble, was giving a talk about how he found his birth family. And he had his private investigator there. And I met him, got his card. Meanwhile, I did the DNA test. Right. I found that I had a second cousin, but we weren't sure how we were connected. Right. If it was on my birth mother side or birth father's side. Anyway, long story. I hired birth parent finder. And within four days, they found my birth mother. Something I that took me 50 years. Right. In four years, they um this gentleman found my birth mother living in upstate New York.
0: That's that's incredible. So, how much work had you been had you spent during you know that that previous fifty years?
1: You know what? I went on to um, the um, secretary of state. I went on to the Department of Social Services. Got bits and pieces of information, which is called non identifying information. Just basically gave me a little information about birth, both parents, but no names. <coughs> only that they were from New York which is a big state. And that apparently my birth father never knew about my birth. My mother got pregnant around September of 46. The next month, my birth father went into the Marines. So to to the height, you know, they were in 1946, you brought shame and humiliation to your family.
0: So Mm -hmm. they told
1: friends and family that they were bringing her out here to California, to stay with her older sister for an extended amount of time. And she gave birth to me and then went back to New York, finished school, came the right. prom queen. <laughs> and, you know, she just, she buried that secret. Right. Nobody, nobody knew. Nobody that, knew about it. And
0: when you started this search, did you feel at any point that it might, upset your parents? Um,
1: I did did actually, Milo. In fact, when I was doing a few things, I didn't say much to my mom and dad because I did not want to hurt them.
0: But around
1: the year, I think around 2000, I was suffering from a lot of migraines. And my dad said, you know, you really should find your birth mother because maybe this is genetic. There's something going on with you. Um, So we tried to contact the attorney that handled the private adoption. He had since passed away. They didn't have any of the records, so when I had told my mom and dad, "Hey, I went years ago, but I couldn't," you know, I but right. I didn't want to hurt you. So not actually until my mom and dad passed away did I then start to really start searching and right. uh, writing letters. I wrote letters to the, the the to the son of the doctor who delivered me. I contacted different hospitals because on my birth certificate Milo it doesn't say if I was born in a hospital or a home for unwed mothers so I went and I did research what home for unwed mothers was in the area in the the mid-40s contacted two places one said we have old old records but it was now a charter school and they actually allowed me to go there which I couldn't believe anyway the records were in a basement in a walk-in old refrigerator. They were like up to the ceiling, 40 feet back. Well, of course, I couldn't find the records. I right. you know, but with a needle in a haystack. Of course. But finally, you know, with the private investigator team, they found her. But the sad thing is, Milo, she did not want to be found. She did not want to meet me. So when we didn't hear from her. The investigator contacted a daughter and she was thrilled to find out about me. The first thing that she said to the investigator was, we always thought my mom had a secret. We just didn't, we didn't know what it was, but we always felt there was something there that mom was keeping from us. So I, I was so excited. I had a sister And then she began to tell me that, oh, you know what? There's an older sister, and her name is Sue also. When my birth mother got married in 1950, she was unable to conceive for 10 years. So she adopted a little girl. What did she name her? Sue. Then she adopted another girl, which is my sister TK. And then she gave birth to a baby like a year later, my sister Kim. So I have one biological sister on my birth mother's side. but um, And they didn't tell my sister Sue Milo because she always resented the fact that she was adopted. Right. Which okay. I understand. But TK <clears throat> and Kim, they rolled out the carpet, the red carpet when my daughter and I went to New York five years ago. I couldn't have handpicked two better sisters that were so excited to, to find out about me. And then later I thought, well, I wonder if I'm ever gonna know anything about my birth father. I had really no information. And right. so when we came back from New York, my friend said, well, you know what? The Department of Social Services said your birth mother and birth father knew each other for about five years. So at that point, I knew my birth mother was in a very small town. I said they either went to church together or school together. Right. So my friend and I went on Ancestry. And we researched all of the birth records, the census records for 1940. And after a very long, arduous process, process of elimination, right. I found my birth father. He'd already oh, passed, wow. fortunately. Um, and I have a sister on his side, and guess what her name is? is Sue. I know it's, it doesn't seem possible. So when I first found that out, I said, whoa, wait a minute. Now, supposedly my birth father never found out about me, but he had four children, three boys and a girl. And of all names, they named her Sue.
0: Okay. So did your, so, so when did you get the name Sue? Did you get it at, at birth or mm-hmm. did you get it when you were adopted?
1: My adopted parents named me, Sue, my, you know, given name is Susan. And I know that my birth mother had to sign my adoption paperwork. I'm guessing, Milo, that she saw the name that my parents gave me. That's that's what I'm guessing. I don't know that for a fact. She right. has since passed away. We never, we never talked. But, again, of all the names, she could have named her first daughter that she adopted. And she named her, you know, Susan. So, it's a pretty crazy story. But... Um, and for a while I found out at one point Milo that my birth mother and her husband and my birth father and his wife they lived on the same street raising their children for for years for years and wow. my birth father would never drive past my birth mother's house and my sisters and I feel that he always, held a torch for her. And I had found out after contacting over 150 people that he did propose to her when he came back from the Marines, but she turned him down and possibly because, you know, her parents probably said, Hey, this is the guy that got you pregnant. No, 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 no. You're not going to. No, no. Right. And those days, Milo, you did what your parents told you, you know, there was, there was, you didn't have a say. And unfortunately, my, my birth father did not have a good marriage. He was not happy for years and years. And I just feel it was torturous for him because he already lived on the street when my birth mother and her husband moved on the street. Now of all streets in that small town, they chose that street to move on. Wow. Yeah. So all of these different things, it was like, I got to write a book about my story. This people aren't going <laughs> to believe this, you know, it, it, it's the truth, but people just like, Whoa, you've got quite a story. And all of my, my siblings, they still all live in the, within the state within 30 minutes of each other.
0: That's, that's incredible. So uh, as, how long ago did you decide to, to start writing the book?
1: Actually, I, I started in 2017. Okay. I did in October of 2021. It, you know what? It took me a long time because I've never written one thing in my life, and you know, I would change a chapter, add, delete, and um, I didn't want to make it too long, too boring. But I did do an awful lot of research because I was hungry for information about their relationship when she came back after giving birth to me, and after my birth father came back. So. I contacted everybody that they went to high school with everybody that he was, my father was a jock in high school. I mean, he played every sport imaginable. I contacted everybody, but again, these people were most of them were in their late eighties or early nineties. Right. Nobody, only one gentleman could tell me that he did indeed propose to her and she turned him down. But um, yeah, I just went on whitepages.com, classmates.com to get everybody's name. I had my a copy of my father's yearbook and went through all those names. And surprisingly, the only signature in his yearbook, Milo, was my birth mother's. As popular as this guy was, obviously he had to, you know, he was a good looking guy. He was a good looking guy. One signature. So what he wanted. Yeah, he really he held that torch for her his whole life. And, um, but again, I am so blessed, Milo. This was the best thing I ever did besides having my immediate family doing this search, even though, yes, I got my, my heart broken by my birth mother rejecting me. Yes. That was a horrible blow for me with very tough, but to have the sisters and brother that I have and the love that we have for each other, They've all been to California. They've come to our home. I've been to New York now four times to visit. And we have such a, we had an instant connection, all of us, which is pretty remarkable.
0: Uh, absolutely. Uh, I mean, and then, so, and then wh- I guess writing the book, you had already had done all the research. So you you had a lot of that paperwork that you could Uh, go back to, as opposed to maybe trying to do it from memory.
1: Right. Oh, absolutely. You know, and like I said, I kept changing things, adding things. Well, wait a minute. I don't like the way this sounds. Let's reword it this way, you know, and um, I'm really happy with the outcome. A lot of my friends and family have gotten back to me and said, bravo. Good story. We're so happy that you wrote the book. And one of my friends said, I wanted it to keep going. I did not want your book to end, which, of course, was one of the best things you can hear. Right. You know? So it's just been a wonderful experience. And I'm so glad I wrote it. And if there's, if I can just help one person, Milo, who's possibly looking for a birth parent or a birth parent looking for a child, you know what I'm saying? But all of the, all of the different avenues that I went through and, you know, I highly recommend the investigator that I hired. You've got to do the DNA test. That's key. Right. And I wound up doing 23andMe and Ancestry because some people will only do one and not the other. And, you know, I only found one cousin on one side. On right. The other, I didn't find anybody right away. And then eventually my brother's son joined and then my sister Kim joined and I was her closest match. So that's key, that's key. And see, these things weren't available in the 60s uh, when I first wanted to begin my search. So it's so much easier today, but you have to be prepared for rejection.
0: Right, I was gonna ask like, what, what kind of scene did you have built up in your head prior um, to, to reaching out and, and making contact?
1: you know what? I was ready to hop on a plane and go back to New York. I really was. I mean, I told my birth mother, I've been loving you my whole life. In fact, the letter is in the book that I write her and her response to me and said, I've been loving you my whole life. And there would be nothing greater for me on my birthday, which was coming up to come back and see you. And thank you. Basically, Milo, I wanted to thank her for giving me life because I've been very blessed. I had the best parents I've had a wonderful life. I have a wonderful family. And that was basically what I wanted to do. But I think she buried that secret so deep. And I think when her daughters confronted her and said, mom, did you get a letter in the mail? And at first she said, well, what are you talking about? And then they said, didn't you get a letter from California? And she turned white and she told my two sisters, I will tell you only once and only once, yes, I gave up a daughter for adoption. I don't want to ever talk about it again. So I think maybe she felt some of her, her lady friends from the 40s were going to find out and look at her in a different light. I don't know. Maybe she thought her daughters were going to treat her differently, but it was too painful for me. So no matter how hard, I had to accept it. I had to accept it. So, and you know what? Again, look what I found. <clears throat> look what I found with my siblings. It couldn't be better.
0: Uh, absolutely, absolutely. Um, now, have you uh, have you thought about you know what happens if somebody comes to you about making this book into a movie?
1: Oh my god, I would be honored. I would be thrilled. I mean, I mean that would my god, it'd be a dream come true. Maybe a dream come true. A hallmark movie, maybe. You never know. Absolutely. You know? It, it's possible. Uh,
0: and uh, that's going to lead into uh, a mini game that we have here on the Milo Beasley Show. It might be a spoiler for one of the questions later. So uh, this is something we do with every guest here on the Milo Beasley Show. It okay. is called the Milo Beasley Show Frequently Asked Questions. I'm going to ask you the same five questions that I ask to every single guest. Are you ready? I'm ready. All right. These are easy questions. You already already know the answers to them for the most part. All right. Question number one, what was your first concert you ever attended?
1: Oh, my first concert, Neil Diamond. That's a great one. Yes. Yes. I saw him at least five or six times. (sighs)
0: That's, that's a good one. And that's a good one to keep going back to. I've never seen him. I've never seen him. Oh
1: my God. Well, he was amazing. I mean, I saw him. I mean, luckily we always got great seats. We were up close and amazing. I love all of his music.
0: All right. Question number two, do you believe in ghosts? Yes, I do. Yes. Have you, have you had a, uh, do you have a, a, a series or a, an instance where something kind of weird happened? No,
1: nothing kind of weird happened, but I just always believed in ghosts. I I, I always have.
0: I don't know. I, I don't know where I'm at. So like, that's why I wanted to include this question because I don't know where I'm at. So I'd like right. to hear other people's.
1: Yeah.
0: All right. No, so maybe. question number three and and here's where it comes. <laughs> and it's so funny that this is, this is one of my questions, again, that I ask all my uh, all my guests. In a movie about your life, who would play your parents?
1: Oh, my goodness. Well, my mom was very conservative, very religious. So we'd have to – oh, well, if she was still alive, it would be Barbara Stanwyck. Okay. I always thought my mom looked like Barbara Stanwyck. But in today's time, wow, maybe Meryl Streep meryl streep would do a good job my father was a character he was a jokester he worked hard he worked for 80 years he worked so hard my dad and he was so involved in our synagogue he was a good man he was a real philanthropist so that's a good question who would i get to play my father oh plus he also looked like humphrey bogart when he was younger Oh okay. Um. Oh my gosh. Who would play my dad? Um. And my dad was short, so I'm trying to think oh. of a short actor, kind of short. Oh my gosh. I got to think about that one. But Nicole, well, you're, can...
0: you're going to when somebody when they're going to come to you about yeah. your book.
1: You're okay. Oh my god.
0: All a right. So we'll guy, a Funny we... Jewish
1: guy. A funny Jewish guy. <laughs> To play my dad.
0: All right. Question number four. Uh, not sure if you're big on the social media, but who is your favorite person to follow on social media?
1: Oh, social media. Um, you know what? This is going to sound crazy. Um, I watch his, his songs all the time when they come on. Elvis Presley whenever he's got certain songs i i got to listen to him like when i can't stop falling in love with you i i i just crank it up all the way can't help it
0: and then uh question number 5 uh throughout your your lifetime has there ever been a moment that you fanboyed mm-hmm. out you uh you know there was a celebrity or somebody that you just went absolutely gaga for when you meeting them or maybe too too afraid to meet them
1: well unfortunately i haven't met any celebrities but um let's see who would i go gaga over oh i think tom cruise might be one of them for sure tom cruise um brad pitt Brad Pitt. We got to put Brad at the top.
0: Put him at the top.
1: Be at the top of the list, absolutely, <laughs> absolutely. And I'm still thinking about a a guy to play my father. I'm still kind of stuck on that one.
0: So yeah, I, know, mean, uh, sure, I mean, Jewish uh,
1: sure. actor, a funny Jewish actor. If Mel Brooks was still around, he'd right. have been perfect.
0: Right. Or uh, uh, what's his name? Um, Ben Stiller's dad.
1: Oh, Ben! Yes, Jerry Stiller. Oh, Jerry Stiller, he was yes. Miracle, yes. yes. But he since passed. I think he since passed. Yeah, left. just
0: recently. Recently, oh, yeah.
1: God. Oh my god, he would have been perfect. Oh, <laughs> he would have been per- Yeah, that would have been great. Oh my god, my dad would be shining down. Let me tell you, he would definitely would. Oh my god. So, yes.
0: Again, uh before we wrap up here, we want to talk about. We're talking about rock a bye bye baby. Uh, Available on Amazon, available in Barnes and Noble. Um, uh, Where else can where else can they can they get the book? Well,
1: currently it has been selling out on Barnes and Noble and Amazon.com, so it's temporarily excuse me out of stock. But they can buy it directly from the publisher, which is BookBaby. So they can go into store.bookbaby.com and they'd get it a lot faster. But thank God people have been buying it, and it's right now. I mean, they could go on it and click on it, Milo, and then just put it on their wish list, but it might take a little bit longer. And the e-version is out. They can get the e-version immediately. You know, it's on a lot of different websites, Um, Goodreads, Kobo Books, Script. Um, So I'm very fortunate that there's a lot of different avenues
0: but that's, that's um, great. I mean, that's, that's good news for you. Uh, you know, I'm, selling, selling out like I'm,
1: it. I'm beyond thrilled. I, I, my wildest dreams. I never, never knew. In fact, my daughter had a book signing for me a couple of weeks ago. She owns an art gallery in Malibu and I sold that's way cool. more books than I ever expected.
0: That's fantastic. Congratulations <laughs> on Thank that. You. That's uh now what are you going to do when they come to you for another book?
1: I'll start working on it right away. (laughs) I'll do more. I'll do some more research. I'll, I'll find something to talk about.
0: That's fantastic. Well, again, uh, good luck with all the book sales. Uh, hope, you know, and and again, who knows what's going to happen in the future. Um, so yeah, best of luck to you. Uh, thank you so much for coming on and sharing your story with me today.
1: Thank you. Thank you so much Milo thank you for having me i'm I'm very honored and very grateful
0: absolutely so uh, if if you haven't if you if you haven't been able to purchase the book again it's it's available on you know as an ebook uh, for your Kindle and and stuff like that I think they still have Kindles right uh, and uh, where'd you say it was that a book baby It's
1: called store, S-T-O-R-E dot bookbaby that's directly from the publisher and book baby is part of Amazon.
0: So if you want to read this book directly, uh, I highly, highly recommend it. Again, thank you so much for for, uh, spending time with me and thank you all for spending time and and watching and, and listening. Don't forget to hit that subscribe button and most importantly, tell your friends. Anything else before we wrap up, Sue?
1: No, I'm just very grateful to be able to do this interview with you, Milo, and all your listeners to be able to hear my story. Very grateful. Thank you again.
0: All right. Have a good night, and uh, we will see you all next week.
1: Okay. Thanks again.